You're listening to a message from Christian Life Ministries in Coventry, a dynamic, growing church in the heart of the nation. We pray that God will speak to you through this word and impact your life for His glory. And uh, here in the room, why don't we take our seats together and uh, at home, uh, allow me to extend my warm welcome to you. Absolutely wonderful uh, to be able to be together, uh, some in person and many online, whether you're here in the room, online, nearby, far away, uh, welcome and good morning. And I trust uh, this, uh, this day you are doing well and strong and keeping your confidence in the Lord who is worthy to receive not only our praise, but our confidence, our trust and our faith for all time. Well, uh, I'm sure, uh, like me, that when you were little, uh, you had a game of hide and seek. Just give me a wave in the room if you've ever, ever played hide and seek. Um, One or two, uh, not, I don't know whether you're not responsive or you've never played. It's the simplest ever game. You just go hide and some people have to try and find you. I'm sure most of you played it. I played it as a kid. I've also played it as an adult when my kids were little, but I've also come to realize the bigger you get, the harder it is to hide. But when I was little, um, we went to stay with some friends of ours who lived in this farmhouse. And it was this big old house with loads of rooms. And, and uh, it was, how, how can we say it politely? It was very lived in. Do you know, it wasn't like an immaculate place. There was loads of stuff in every room, which meant it was just a brilliant, brilliant place for hide and seek. And I can't remember what the occasion was, but I remember there were lots of us as kids that were there in this space. And I remember being one of the hiders, not the seeker, and, uh, and heading off while, uh, while the seeker's doing the countdown. If you played it before, they'd count to a certain number, and then they shout out, coming, ready or not. And you've kind of got that amount of seconds, whatever it is, to go and find your space to hide. And I remember trying the door on a bedroom and kind of going in, there's no one there. There was a bed and there were loads of bags under the bed. I remember to get under the bed, in amongst the bags, and uh, I was lying down and then I heard the call out, coming, ready or not. And you know when you've got a good spot. I mean, I, I, I knew, like, I was going to be quite hard to find under here. And uh, what happens then, you're kind of lying there, like, totally still, uh, but listening, trying to pick out what's going on. And uh, I can remember uh, hearing a bit of a commotion, you know, somebody gets found and, and, uh, and then they join the seekers and they're trying to find. And then I heard the door handle go on the room where I was and I could hear someone coming in. I'm just lying there, feel like my heart's thumping. They might better hear my heartbeat. And I could hear them having a good look round, looking behind the wardrobe. It sounded as though they were getting down on the floor to look under the bed. But because I was in amongst the bags, they didn't see me. And they went out of the room like that room's checked, nothing to see here. And then it went quiet for quite a long time. And then I remember hearing uh, someone call, uh, Martin, you can come on out now. And I'm thinking, oh, do, if I come out, do I blow my own cover or have I actually won? I remember kind of lying there, like not responding. And again, the call comes, Martin, you can come out now. Everyone else has been found. And I remember coming out because I didn't want to spend the rest of the day under the bed. Well, I say that because the title of the message today is, Come on out. Come on out. And uh, I want to speak from Genesis chapter 8. And if you've got a Bible, why don't you begin to make your way there. The moment where the Lord who has closed the door on the ark behind Noah, the Bible says, and the Lord shut him in, is what the Bible says. 
where the Lord says it's time to come on out. And uh, if we've got kids that are joining, uh, maybe you've been in Zoom kids, maybe you're home, uh, if you're online, if you're here in the room, and if you've got uh, pens or crayons and paper, I would love it if you're able to, to capture this moment of the ark, this big boat, now on dry ground, not on waters, but with a rainbow in the sky, and Noah and his family and animals coming out of the ark. And if you do that, get your parents to take a picture of it and send that in to us at online at clmchurch.co.uk because we just love to see your engagement, love to see what you're doing. I'm bringing this message, of course, in the context of what is going on in our nation right now. The roadmap out of lockdown that the government announced on the 22nd of February appears, appears to be holding. And so I'm bringing this to us as individuals, as how we navigate these coming weeks, but also to us as a whole church community. Now, this means that this message is also caveat central, because I have spent the last year and a bit waiting for the latest government guidance, waiting for the follow-up information for places of worship, putting some things in place only to find that it then needs to change at the last moment. So everything that I say here is subject to change. However, as we stand here today on the 2nd of May 2021, it seems as though something is different. It seems as though the vaccination program is changing the landscape. And we're told that in eight weeks' time from today, we may well be able to gather en masse as a church community without restriction for the first time in what will be 15 months. Now, it's caveat central, okay, but let's not wait till the day before to go, okay, it's actually happening, because I think we need to prepare in our hearts uh, how we're going to navigate this space, N not only then, but now this season that we are in. Yesterday, the newspapers were reporting that in two weeks, families and friends will be able to hug you know, I, I never expected the government to tell me who and when I can hug, but this is where we have come to. In two weeks' time, overseas holidays should be allowed. There's an expectation from this Tuesday that care home residents will be able to, to, to go out and do different things and visit and come back and not to have to isolate for the first time in over a year. Last week, we were in contact with the leaders of our denomination, Assemblies of God, who sit in some settings with the cabinet government cabinet minister for faith and communities. And I said, look, what, what is the genuine expectation? And they said, they're genuinely working towards no restrictions, meaning no restrictions. So we need to get ready for that. I'm uh, pleased to say that in, in the coming weeks, or probably from next Sunday, we will uh, increase our capacity here for in-person a little bit more. And current thinking is from the 30th of May to move to two in-person services. Still live streaming at 10 a.m., but as we begin to get ready for the 27th of June, the first Sunday, well, hopefully we can run two full morning services here and be unrestricted in our worship. We'll just have to see, but I think we need to get ready. We're aware that some of you have joined us online uh, over the last year beyond the geographical reach of Coventry. I want to assure you we are working towards hybrid church, which means uh, ministry and services in person, but also connection online so you can continue to be part of the community. We're also aware many of you have been working over the last year in key worker roles and going to work every day. Uh, much of your life has continued. 
and, and uh, kids back at school and so on. But we're also aware among us as a community, there are some who've been isolating for a whole year. And this can feel just such a massive step, a massive change. We're aware there can be anxiety and concern it can feel very different. Some people who've come back into the building for the first time in a year for in-person services felt, some of them have felt emotional. Just, it can be a big step. I know some seniors who've received their second COVID jab and then for the first time in a year have been anxious about going to a shop. The thing that I can, I can report back from the people I've spoken to is though they may have gone out anxious, they've come back buzzing because everything is all right. And I want to say to you today, if you are anxious, we understand that and as church will seek to do everything we can to work with you, but everything is going to be all right. And I trust and I pray that the reality will be a lot easier than the anticipation if that is where you're feeling uh, things are for you today. But as we consider this journey out of lockdown, let's turn, as I've said, to Genesis chapter 8. This is what the Bible says, breaking in at verse 13. By the first day of the first month of Noah's 601st year, the water had dried up from the earth Noah then removed the covering from the ark and saw that the surface of the ground was dry. By the 27th day of the second month, the earth was completely dry. Then God said to Noah, come out of the ark, you and your wife and your sons and their wives, bring out every kind of living creature that is with you, the birds, the animals, all the creatures that move along the ground so that they can multiply on the earth and be fruitful and increase in number on it. So Noah came out together with his sons and his wife and his son's wives, all the animals and all the creatures that move along the ground and all the birds, everything that moves on land came out of the ark, one kind after another. Then Noah built an altar to the Lord and taking some, uh, some of all of the clean animals and clean birds, he sacrificed burnt offerings on it and the Lord smelled the pleasing aroma. We'll leave our reading there. I find so much in this account of Noah and his family coming out of a lockdown that can speak to us in this moment. I'd like to focus on three things that we can draw from this story. And the first is this. We may need to refresh our principles. We may need to refresh our principles. I don't know if you notice in this story that Noah comes out, comes out with all the animals, and the Bible tells us that the first thing he did, we don't know whether it's actually the very first thing he did, whether they found somewhere to sleep, but the first thing the Bible tells us that he did is he built an altar to the Lord. And we're told that it brought forth a pleasing aroma to the Lord. It's extremely unlikely that for the whole of the period of Noah's lockdown while they were in the ark, not able to come out, that they wouldn't have, have had any altar worship, any burnt sacrifices. The ark was made of cypress wood and coated in pitch tar. And if that's your house, you're probably not going to go about any burnt offerings. What it meant was that this form, this expression of his worship, he had been able to conduct for the whole period of lockdown. But when he came out, he refreshed this principle of worship. He hadn't stopped loving God. He hadn't stopped serving God. But the expression of worship had been limited. And when the lockdown lifts, his first move is to bring his best to God. Before anything else, he sets his stall that says, I am a worshiper. 
And I'm not trying to manipulate the text here, but I know that many of you have been very excited about Primark reopening, about gyms opening, about your favorite restaurant maybe opening, about foreign travel, uh, about Nando's, sports, different things going on. But I want to encourage us in this season that we, we remember what our principles are. We make sure that as a first priority, we're going to honor the Lord. We're going to build an altar to the Lord. We're going to prioritize our corporate worship. I'm aware that, that in the last year or so, many of you have enjoyed pajama worship. And many of you have maybe enjoyed catch-up worship, where it's, oh, I'll do it sometime. A bit like, you know, the, the next installment of your favorite Netflix series. But maybe before COVID, corporate worship was a value where for you, or if you've got a family, maybe for your family, then the first things belong to God. And on the Lord's day, we're going to come to the house of God and worship. And I'm simply going to encourage us in this, these weeks ahead, we remember what our principles are. We remember how uh, we want our lives to live. And we make sure that our lives bring forth a pleasing aroma to the Lord. I think we need to be intentional about this. The New Testament is full of principles that we are intended to follow to look like Jesus. The New Testament is full of the practice of hospitality. Numbers of times in the New Testament, we are encouraged to practice hospitality. And thank God for Zoom, but we haven't been able to do meals with people very much in the last year. There have been moments outside of lockdown, but as we come on out, let's remember the principle, and maybe we need to refresh the principle of hospitality. I understand if things hold inside two weeks, we will be able to have another household or up to six people inside our homes. Let's be ready to reactivate and refresh the principle of hospitality. Christ-centered community is so important. On Friday night, Esther and myself had, had four people that, that we love from our church community or key prayers in our church round to our, our garden for a fire pit. And we had schmores and we chatted together and we prayed together. And it was so beautiful to be able to do that. I want to encourage us to activate these things. For us, CLM, as a local church, and many of you have, have joined us in the last year, but if you go back a little bit, talk to anybody, you, you will hear that in the foundations of this church, a highest priority for us is corporate prayer. And I thank God for Zoom prayer. I thank God for our times of prayer and fasting where we've been able to gather on Zoom. But I want to tell you, I am also looking forward to prayer in the room with some other people hearing their voice in a different way in that space. And we need to refresh these principles and say, we need to reactivate our corporate praying. We'll continue some expressions of prayer online, particularly for those of you that can't access. But some of these things are important. And above all, that we remember that if we're a New Testament follower of Jesus and we belong to the body of Christ, then actually we belong to one another. That's what the Bible says. I don't belong to myself, I belong to you. You might not want me, but you got me. Uh, and the Bible says that I belong to you. We belong to one another, which means my first question isn't what is convenient for me, what is comfortable for me, but how can I serve you? And we've tried to live that out in the last year and the adaptability of what we've, we've had to do. We continue with that. I want to encourage you to also be thinking how we can be part of a community like that. And I'm not for a moment spitting on online sermons from, from around the world, but let's not forget the clarity of the New Testament that discipleship, God's intended pattern for discipleship is in community with others 
who we can love, where we can outwork the command to love one another. Not by a like on someone's social media post, but actually being in community in space. This is God's New Testament pattern for discipleship where we can love, where we can serve one another. And over the coming weeks, we'll be letting you know different ways that you might be able to outwork that in your life. But I want to encourage you overall, more than anything, in this space, to really be considering, Lord, how can my life bring forth a pleasing aroma to you? What principles do I need to refresh as guidelines permit me to do so. The second thing that we might draw from this story is that we may need to realign, realign our priorities. I'd like to explore something different here. While the refreshing of principles for Noah brought a a pleasing aroma to the Lord, it also appears to me that the Lord was looking for something to change, maybe something that hadn't been quite right prior to Noah's lockdown. Perhaps the Lord was inviting Noah to change that as he came out. And I wonder for, for many of us, maybe some things were out of whack in our lives prior to March 2020. And actually, as the nation opens up and as restrictions are lifted on us, the Lord would say, it's time to realize, it's time to put that right. Now you might think I'm pushing the text a little bit here, but I don't believe so. I don't believe the Lord makes mistakes in the detail in his world in his word. So stay with me here. In chapter 7, verse 7, uh, which we, we haven't read this morning, the Bible talks about Noah going into the ark. And I want you to notice the order here. It says that Noah and his sons and, and his wife and his son's wives went in to the ark. Now prior to that, in chapter 5, the Bible had reminded us that God created uh, humankind, male and female, in his likeness and his image, and he blessed the male and female. And the chapter goes on to list all those from Adam through to Noah, and at each junction references sons and daughters, male and female, God's creation. And then notice this in the portion we've read, that God says to Noah, I want you to come out, chapter 8, verse 15, come out of the ark, Noah, you and your wife and your sons and your sons' wives. And it occurs to me that that maybe Noah was putting his sons before his wife. He went in with his sons and his wife and his sons. Of course, I want you to come out with your wife and your sons and your sons' wives. But the Bible tells us that Noah came out together with his sons and his wife and his with his sons and his wife and his sons' wives. He came out the same way that he'd come in, not in the order that the Lord had spoken to him. And interestingly, after the flood, chapter 10. The list, uh, the genealogy lists only the sons and not the daughters. And we have hundreds of years of patriarchal society. Really until Jesus comes and in Christ we are told there is neither male nor female, neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free. Now I understand in a world where gender equality continues to be a massive work in progress, this is a huge subject. And maybe this, this point, this idea could be a huge distraction for you. I encourage you, if, if that's interesting to you, go and explore it later. But my point is this, that Noah loved God. He was God-fearing. He was a worshiper. He demonstrated remarkable faith in building the ark. And he alone, the Bible says, was found righteous in the earth. And yet it's possible, as I read the scripture, that there were some things, even so, that the Lord wanted to realign. And I think that can be so true for us. We can be God-fearing. We can love the Lord. And yet there can be some things the Lord wants to realign in our hearts. 
And in this moment, I just invite us that we would be open to say, Lord, is there anything you want to realign in me? I believe in the last year, the, the highlighting of racial injustice in our world, something incredible, I believe, has, has begun to move. And I believe as we come out of a lockdown, the Lord would want to keep addressing that as we come out, a reset and not a return. Maybe in our lives personally, historically, maybe we've been too focused around our careers, too concerned around finance. Maybe we haven't adequately invested in our marriages or, or in our kids if we've got kids. Maybe we've been too timid in sharing our faith. So many of us can be. Maybe we've lacked faith in our finances or other areas. Maybe there are things in our heart that the Lord has been working on. So I think in these coming weeks, we need to consider how we refresh our principles, how we put first things first before the Lord, but also that we would be open to God to say, do you want to realign any priorities in me? Some things that, that when I come out, it's not just return to businesses as previous, but a reset of how my life is going to be. And thirdly, I'd like us to consider from this story, we may need to re-emphasize our purpose. And particularly for us together as a church, in Genesis chapter 1, 28, in the creation story, the Bible tells us that God blessed Adam and Eve and he said to them, be fruitful and increase in number. And here in the verses we read today, that the Lord says to Noah, come on out of the ark, you and your wife and your sons and your sons' wives. And then he says, bring out all the animals so that they can be fruitful and increase in number. He re-emphasizes purpose. If you were to read on just a few verses into chapter 9, the Lord blessed Noah and his sons, and he said to them, be fruitful and increase in number. Five verses later, he says to Noah, as for you, be fruitful and increase in number. As he comes out of the ark, the Lord re-emphasizes purpose. An old mandate is made new. You know, God's purpose hasn't changed. His purpose in your life and His purpose for us as a church. I thank God for the incredible commitment of, of CLM over this last year, these unprecedented times that we've been in, the faithful engagement, the remarkable adaptability, the generosity, the giving, the love expressed, the, the service, the kindness, the financial generosity. We said last summer that God is not on pause. How amazing that in the last 12 months, we've given more away to missions than at any time in our history, as far as we are aware. That in the last 12 months, more people have engaged in some way in our growth track than in any previous year. Recently, we've seen our highest ever recorded engagement in life groups with our well-being journey. New expressions of ministry and mission have sprung up, like Kieran Joseph getting guardian ballers off the ground, the Jubilee Fund getting off the ground. It was in the lockdown that we played a key role as a church in initiating open heaven, prayer walking every street in our city. An initiative that has now gone, sometimes under a different name, to Manchester, Aberdeen, Wakefield, Sheffield, Portsmouth, Bedworth, Warwick, Leamington, Derby, Rotherham, with inquiries from Liverpool, Exeter, Essex, London, Whitnash, Bristol, Southampton, Andover, and Bruxelles in Germany. 
something out of this house that, that we played a key role in that is gone and God is using. God is not on pause. And as we come out of lockdown, we will need to do some rebuilding. We'll need to rebuild teams to make it happen. We'll need to reposition some ministries. I want to invite you to be ready and be willing to play your part to serve others as we belong to one another. And we might not be able to do everything immediately. We'll just have to see and we'll keep you informed. We're aware there'll be adjustment for individuals. We'll need to show care and love and be gentle and kind. We will, I believe, need time as church for, for ministry, for healing, for restoration, for recovery. And some among us at this time are hurting and grieving and we're family. And we also know, why did the band come and join me, that God is re-emphasizing his purpose. Church, we have a city to continue to impact and change and a nation to reach for Jesus. We are living out a prophetic word that this is a moment of shift that we're in. We have a mandate to go into all the world and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them. I'm excited to do some baptizing. Baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit and teaching those who come to Jesus to obey everything that he has commanded. And so over the coming weeks, I encourage you, I encourage you not just to keep your eye on the news, not just to see what's opening up, what you can do socially, where you can go on holiday, but to spiritually be considering your life. Spiritually be considering what are the principles I need to refresh as I come out. And the last year has forced me to change and adapt and some things have stayed in place and some things have needed to change. But in this moment, what are the principles I need to refresh that were good principles I was living out and I've maybe lost unwittingly or I've not been allowed to outwork in the way that I'd wanted to. I wanna encourage us, urge us, please church to make space and time to allow the Lord to examine your heart and ask what are the priorities that need realignment? Is there anything in me, Lord, you want to change? Or would you help me to do it and be ready for the Lord to use you in the outworking of his purpose? I wonder here in the room if we could stand and I, I wanna invite you at home, if you're willing and you would, would you stand with me in this moment? Because God has purpose for us individually, works prepared in advance for you to do. And he has a call on this house, CLM, to, to cause incredible impact for his glory. And he has a role for you to play in it. And maybe here today we could say, Lord, here I am. Send me, use me. I invite you where you are here in the room and online. Why not open up your hands and say, Lord, here I am. Help me to prepare. Help me to prepare my heart. Help me to prepare my life. Help me to be available that you would be able to use me in every way you want to use me. Lord Jesus, as we have just sung coming into this message, we thank you that you laid down your life. You reached out your hands on the cross and you were nailed and your blood was shed. And you said previously to your disciples, I came not to be served, but to serve and to give my life as a ransom for many. I pray, Lord, that you'd find in us as a people, as individuals, in our homes, in our families, and as a, a corporate body assembled and called here in Coventry, you'd find in us, God, a willingness of heart to respond to your incredible sacrifice by saying, here I am, wholly available. And I pray, Lord, that our lives would be a pleasing aroma. I pray, God, that, that out from our lives, 
and out from this house, there would be something that would reach you like a pleasing aroma of a people surrendered, of a people sacrificed, of a people selfless, as a people willing to serve you as a house of worship and praise, that your name would be honored and we would bring delight to you. Church, let's worship as the band leaders.